the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Oh, welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And I tell you, I'm just excited about the show today. Not just, I mean, you know, it's, it's exciting because uh, when it comes to our youth, our young adults, our at-risk, everybody, uh, it, it takes an entire village to bring everybody together. And I'm talking about to help. Uh, solve a lot of problems, especially when it comes to our youth and our young adults. And uh, Todd, I'm telling you, man, this is absolutely fantastic guest, Tammy Wilson. Uh, we have had her on the show several several times before. Always bring a lot of excitement. Uh, don't know if you uh, remember the last time she was on, Todd. Yeah, of course. Tammy's a great guest, a repeat offender. We've had her on multiple times. Can't wait <laughs> for the content she'll bring to the show. Oh, she's going to bring a lot. We're going to be doing an update on some of the things that they're doing at uh, the Oak Grove Center, where she is the CEO. And uh, actually, I think she got three or four locations. But we're going to talk about all those things. So regardless of whether you're watching this on uh, on E360 TV, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, or you're listening to it on the radio, if you want to be part of this great, great conversation, all you have to do is just uh, uh, just ask this this uh, young lady, uh, any question you want to by calling in to the radio station, if you like it, one 2473 or go to the comments uh, portion of uh, of the uh, whatever you're watching that and just ask Tammy Wilson any question you want to. How you doing, uh, Dr. Michelle Cooley? How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just uh, really busy, but busy is a good thing. As long, <laughs> as, you, as long as you're handling it stress-free, stress-free. So I'm doing great today. And yourself? You know, I, I it, it's been busy. You know, I got up this morning. I mean, I've been uh, fighting this flu all, all week, as you know. But um, I just kind of felt good this morning. And I got up. I said, I got to get back to my normal self. Mm-hmm. So I got up and I did my six-mile hike. And uh, and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm 98% back, you know, so. Uh, but having Tammy on today, uh, that's uh, that might bring me up to 99 immediately. <laughs> you know, Michelle, I'm excited about this show. So uh, I want you to introduce this great guest and uh, the purpose of the show, the title of the show, and introduce this great guest so we can catch up on some of the things that have been happening at Oak Grove over the last uh, year or so. So let's do that. We'll love to. So the title of the show is basically an update on Oak Grove Center. And we're getting to know the CEO of Oak Grove Center, Tammy Wilson. And we're talking about the missions 
and the goals of Oak Grove, learn about their arts program and other programs they have to offer, and also talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, and why it's important to Oak Grove Center. So let's talk a little bit, and there's so much to talk about regarding our, one of our favorite guests, Tammy Wilson, so I'm going to kind of summarize this. She has lived in Temecula, and she lives in Temecula, and she has worked at Oak Grove Center since 1991. She became the CEO in 2005. She is passionate about Oak Grove's mission to rebuild the lives of at-risk children and their families. Oak Grove has 375 staff and serves over 200 youth at three different locations, two campuses, both in Marietta and in Paris, and a satellite office in Bermuda, Donis. The main campus in Maria operates a short-term therapeutic residential program with 76 beds and non-public school on campus that educates over 140 students. Tammy, wow, she um, she serves on various boards and communities, and she's focused on community, youth, intervention, and the arts. And she has been a member of the Tureka Rotary Club since 2005 and oversees the Interact Club on campus at Oak Grove. She serves on the board for Nonprofits Insurance of California, as well as National Alliance of Nonprofits for Insurance. She's involved in the United Way and other service projects and initiatives, including parenting, autism, education. Wow. Tammy has been awarded and honored with the Jeff Stone Woman of the Year Award, the Visionary of the Year Award from the Marriott Chamber, and Citizen of the Year from Kiwanis. So let's talk about Tammy and personal. She's been married to her husband, Will, in high school sweetheart for 41 years, proud parents of Danae, 35, and Ariel, 33, both artists and proud grandparents. She's been running in 2010 following a period of working with Dr. Tina to improve chronic back pain. She runs with students at Oak Grove and is a member of the Seven Continent Club and will run and continue running until she doesn't want to run anymore. (laughs) So let's welcome back to the show, Tammy Wilson. Tammy, welcome back to the show. Let's start the show. So, you know, you have been one of our favorite, you've been one of our favorite previous guests on the show. Can you tell us how your career path led you to become CEO of Oak Grove Center. Basically, what? Um, how did you get exposed to, you know, being a part of this amazing um, organization? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. Um, I had been, my, my husband was pastoring a church in San Diego at the time, and we were raising two small children in Chula Vista, and I was working at a hospital and treatment center um, for children, adolescents, all that kind of thing. And um, a previous boss started calling me in 1990 and he would call about every, Okra was founded in 89. They took the first clients in, uh, in 1990. And he, I think he realized, oh my goodness, I think I need some help with this. So he would call every four to six months and ask me if I would come and I would say, no, we're perfectly happy here and, and turn him down. And this continued to go on and on. And then finally about, I think it was about the fourth time he asked, I finally thought, what if God is trying to tell me something and this guy's just not going to go away and I really need to check out, you know, what, what this is all about. So came up to Temecula and actually the, the facility at Oak Rose in Murrieta. But um, after a lengthy a lengthy interview and a lot of prayer and a tour of the unit, thought that um, I think God is calling us this way and tried commuting for the first six months, which is not good, and decided no, no, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to move up here. So we actually relocated in in ninety one. Um, so it's it's kind of a long story, but that's what 
first led to me doing it. And um, I'm very, I thought it was the mistake of my life. I'm going to be honest. I went to the bathroom that first night and absolutely wept thinking this place is horrible. I can't believe it. Why did I ever say yes? Filled with all kinds of doubts, but it did get better and, and it grew. And I'm very, very proud of the facility that it's become over the years, but that certainly wasn't the case in the very beginning. Well, can you tell us what is Oak Grove Center all about? I mean, I know I read a little bit in your um, bio, but can you tell us, you know, why this was created? What is its service? Uh, what are the needs of Oak Grove? Can you just tell us about Oak Grove, period? Yeah, it was first designed as a residential treatment center for troubled, troubled youth. Children and youth were actually licensed from age 8 to 18. And there was a non-public school on grounds for special ed. And of course, there still is over time. The non-public school became accredited through WASC, Western Association of Schools and Colleges. So it's a it's really a top-notch school, but the difference is they're in classes of up to 12 in the aut- autism program up to 10 and receive a lot of personalized instruction. Um, so in addition to the kids that live here, over time, local school districts started sending more of the students that really needed help and had safety needs and emotional needs that were beyond what could be um, really handled appropriately at the at the public school. And these, these kids needed extra help. Then over time, added an autism program. In 2010, began, we began wraparound services. In 2013, we added our ranch campus in Paris. Uh, two years ago, we actually merged with the place in Palm Springs called Sanctuary, and now it's Oak Grove Sanctuary Palm Springs. And the uh, purpose of that program is to really help the LGBTQ population um, that are transitioning into adulthood. That's a very discriminated against group that needs a lot of extra support. So, um, and we're also the foster care provider for independent living skills throughout all of Riverside. So a lot's going on, a lot's that we're really proud of, including the arts program. Um, great question. Hey, I'm back. I think Dr. Cooley still has a little technical issues. So, um, so Lisa, I mean, so Tammy, so we're getting ready. Before we go to break, can you tell us about Oak Grove's mission statement and why it's so important? We, we, had, a, we had a mission statement when, when for years that just really didn't fit what we were and who we were. And one of the first things that I did when I became the actual CEO in 2005, I've been here since 91, is we, we, we did a whole team project on what can, we, what can we change this to that really defines what we're doing and what our focus is. And, you know, it became to rebuild the lives of at-risk children and their families through, and then it's our key things, right? Through educating, healing, restoring relationships, building character and instilling hope. And that just so much fits us more than whatever that was the other thing that nobody can even remember. Um, you know, and then our tagline is empowering success and transforming lives because we want to be able to just boil it down to something simple. But in that mission statement, I think it talks about so much because through the character building, that's a lot of the teaching that we do um, through educating. And of course, that's our school program, but also how we equip kids with life skills and, um, you know, so many other skills that will help prepare them for the world of work and more success. And then the restoring relationships often is with families, but what about the kids that have no families? Sometimes they need to restore relationships with, um, you know, with staff, with peers, with whoever it would be that is going to be a good connection for them. So I think it has 
I think it has a lot of purpose and a lot of meaning, and it's something that we truly do. So I'm proud of it. Wow. Hold that thought. We're going to take us to the station break. And audience, if you want to join us, please just go into whatever platform you're on, type in your questions or comments for Tammy Wilson, and we will be right back. Really get a chance to know who you are. And what's your to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on Smart Speakers and Odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. Uh, I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooley. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys can hear me. I, I know I had technical dis- difficulties last time. And uh, I-, I tell you, just like I was saying, we got Tammy Wilson here, one absolutely wonderful, wonderful young lady. Uh, I call her a superstar. She does so many things, but she still managed to uh, 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 keep up the the American uh, Seven Continent Clubs. I think she got one more to go. One more to you go. <laughs> one more to go. You know. So, uh, hey Tammy. You know. So uh, I very familiar with Oak Grove. We, you, you and I have worked together quite often. Can you tell our, our viewers and our listeners? And also, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 
646-577-2473. I'll go to the comments and ask any questions. Can you tell them in what ways have Oak Grove changed some of these young men and women? And not not just that, but the staff and and and, and how, how did it change you uh, as well? Which one do you want to start with? <laughs> we got time for all of them. They're all important. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I've seen kids make amazing changes. Um by, by learning new behaviors, by, by improving or building a sense of self-esteem, by learning how to connect with others. A, a lot of the kids that we will, you know, take, admit, haven't had good friendships, haven't been able to connect in uh, meaningful ways, have come from backgrounds of trauma. Um, that's, that's one of the number one things that they all have in common, whether high-functioning, low-functioning, a kid without a family, a kid with a family, mo- most have been inf- impacted by trauma. So by providing, you know, character enriching activities, a great therapy program, a wonderful school program or connections with the local school for um, the foster kids that we have, they just learn how to make better decisions. And they also learn that they don't need to be defined by past trauma, that they can kind of move beyond that. And um, I'm very, very proud of them. That, and that may take some time, but there's been amazing changes over time. And it's fun to see some of the alumni come back. I'll tell you, I got such a kick out of the, we do a high school um, party with dependents throughout Riverside every every December. And so I was at this that, at that event this past December and was seeing youth that had left here years ago including a young man that had been on our little little boys unit. I last saw him like seven years ago. And here he is just he graduated as an EMT. He's, uh, you know, been, been working in the field. Another one has uh, training as a behavior specialist and is working with the autism population. And this is a young boy that we used to help. So, um, so many success stories, and it just really makes you proud to realize how far they can come. Wow. You know, so, and, and, and Tammy, I, I noticed that uh, you, you run with your kids sometimes. You get out there, you you play with them, you have to. You know, I want to show a, a, a video just uh, so our listeners and our viewers can see some of the things that uh, hiking and running with the kids and how that uh, affect them and you as well. team come to me now. Okay, I want to get us back to the Oak Grove house. We're going towards safety and we're doing it now.
Wow. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I, I didn't know what you'd pick, JC, but that's one of my favorite. It pumps me up, makes me want to hit the trail. We did that in the height of COVID when nobody could do anything. So the running the running club kind of grew during that time because it was one sure way they could get off campus when everything else was closed. But fun memories. Uh, that was so cool. And just like I said, a lot of times getting out there interacting with the staff and the kids and and tomorrow, and, and, and you, 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 the president, and you out there working and doing these things with them. Yeah, that's that just shows that uh, you care, and that shows that everybody should care. Uh, your organization is so so wonderful, you know. So you. I want I want to talk about uh, some of the things like the arts, uh, that uh, the art program that uh, uh, that you guys do with Oak Grove, and also. Uh, the bakery and, and other things. So uh, can you tell our, our listeners viewers a little bit about that? I, I can, you know, it, I'll give a uh, Stacy Dev a lot of credit back in 2005 when I first became CEO, she kind of originally had a little vision of what it would be like to, to add performing arts and to start doing some, some of that. And it, it really grew over time. We did for three different years, we put on something called gospel fest and that was a lot of fun um, we we still do Rock the Oaks every year, which is a great fundraiser for the arts. I'm super excited it will be at Wilson Creek for the third year in a row um, on a June 15th. But what the arts are is it's visual, performing, dance, culinary arts, like you mentioned in, in Old Town at the Bakery. Uh, we've done we've done the kids being involved in video. There's music videos that they've helped cre- create and produce. Very happy that we had some support from San Manuel. Um, so all of that is super important. Some of some of it was songwriting. I don't think I mentioned we work with Southland Sings. So just a large variety. But what what it provides is opportunities for kids to create, to heal, to connect. Um, some of the ones that don't want to talk about their pain, it may get expressed through arts um, in small ways in the beginning, and that could grow. And when we talk about healing opportunities, it's one of the things that can be healing is just the the therapeutic ability to get some of that past junk kind of out, expressed out through poetry or however they're going to do it. One thing that we've noticed with the kids that perform is they're able to build a sense of team camaraderie. Uh, and I let you talk about diversity, equity, inclusion. This is a great arena for that because the inclusion aspect can especially come in with with the high functioning kids learning to welcome, affirm, and support lower-functioning kids, including kids in our autism program. So especially some of those kids, including nonverbal kids, the fact that they would actually be able to be on stage with part of this group that they've that they've grown to, to work with and to admire and to respect, it's just such a thrill. It is just such a thrill for them to be able to perform. We had a little event that they that we did in December just to thank some of our supporters. It was in our cafeteria. It wasn't, you know, really elaborate, but standing ovation. And anytime they have that, the kids just feel so affirmed, but it was also their way of giving back of saying, thank you. And I think it made the sponsors in the, in the group and the uh, clubs of significance, including some of the people from the rotary club that you still belong to um, just, just feel really good about what they're doing and the, and the impact they're making by supporting the arts. And I, and I still belong to the club, and I miss it. You know, you I do. miss it. So, you do. Uh, 
Uh, but uh, you're right. The arts uh, can help heal. It can help brains, relaxation, and a sense of belonging. Yes. You know, so, uh, because uh, the kids, the staff, everyone is working together uh, to actually to do their part to make the best uh, potential. Whether it's a program, whether it's yeah. singing, whether it's, yep. it's a place uh, to make all of these things possible. Exactly. You know, so, so uh, Tammy, uh, uh, we got about a minute and a half before the break, but what are some of the challenges that uh, that the Oak Grove Center might have had this year that uh, it's always been worked through and resolved? You know, I, I think coming off of COVID more, because, you know, let's be honest, we're not out of it. It is better. But one of the things that I think was a real challenge is during during the time of COVID, there were so many more kids in the community that were feeling very alone, especially it's kind of called the last last year when they were doing distance learning at home. It's not the same, not not being able to see their friends, feeling more isolated, feeling more depressed. So there was a significant and this is nationwide, by the way, but there has been a significant increase in mental health issues. And one of the things that we were even um, noticing locally is that more and more of the kids that we have referred really had serious um, thoughts and or even actions of self-harm. Some had tried to commit suicide. We were seeing a huge increase in our partial hospital program because of the same issue. So working with kids to get them connected again to there, there was such social anxiety about even going back to school. It's like, I, for, I forgot how to interact with my peers. I don't even know what to do. So dealing with a lot of that anxiety, whether they were kids, um, you know, that had remained on our campus, they were actually doing a lot better than some of the ones that were by themselves at home and trying to do the distance learning thing. So that was a challenge that I think that, that we've met. We continue to, um, you know, be able to respond to safety needs, of course, um, but it's just something to really be aware of because the, the school districts are reporting that they've seen a tremendous increase as well. Wow. You know, I, I tell you, we're going we're gonna to hold that thought. We're going to take a station break. But if you want to be part of the conversation, one 866 or go to the comments and ask this great, great guest any question you want to. Remember, you know, always dream big, think big, and be big at everything you do. We'll be back shortly after the break. It's... Your life, I'm Dr. Jane, J.C. Cool. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. 
Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. I got one of my favorite guests in the world, very good friend of mine, uh, Tammy Wilson. And uh, I mean, just uh, every time that we get an opportunity to talk and we get the opportunity to talk about uh, our the, her kids at uh, the Oak Road Center, I mean, it just brings that, mm, that great feeling uh, that, you know, we are helping and we are changing lives because many of these kids uh, are what we considered at risk or was at risk and probably some of us still are. But Tammy worked with them and she changed their lives. And just like she was telling you about a couple of good news stories about one of the kids grew up and right now he's an ENT and other kids are doing a lot of other great things. You know, So Tammy, I, I commend you uh, for all you, of the things that you're doing. And so if you want to be part of this, uh, five. 1-866-577-2473 or go to the comments and ask any questions you'd like. Tammy, what is your philosophy uh, when dealing with uh, uh, some of the kids? Because uh, each one of them bring, probably bring a unique, different issue or concern. or And uh, so if they can't be handled the same way. How do you go about picking the right solution, the right problem, the right setting for uh, some of the, the kids that you serve? Great question. I, you know, I think, you know, we do our best to provide a really enriched therapeutic environment. One of the challenges is with the type of kids that we deal with, some of the kids that need the most love can often act very unloving. And even kids that are doing well will have setbacks. So one of the things that we talk about with super, super challenging youth that we deal with is, um, and this is not going to sound like a fancy philosophy, it's just my philosophy, but um, to concentrate on what's good and right and working, not bad and wrong and broken, because even with the most challenging kids, if you find that three, four or five percent that is working and then breathe life into that and grow it and build it, obviously that will increase more. So you really want to praise what you want to see more of and you want to work on um, reducing what what the undesirable behaviors are. But as you as you invest in the child and as you really um, develop those connections, more, more can be retained. Um, it's kind of like nurturing, watering, growing a plant. And it's wonderful when you see it start to bloom. Wow. Yeah. So, hey, Tammy, for somebody just coming into the field uh, and working, I mean, just kind of new at it, what advice would you give them if they wanted to uh, become a clinical therapist or working in, at uh, a place like Oak Grove or starting their own? What advice would you, would you give those folks? For a clinical therapist, I would say consider getting some experience at Oak Grove before you even go into graduate school or consider while you're in graduate school um, becoming an on-call and getting some experience because we have some amazing therapists. I have a I have a bias and I believe that the very best ones had 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 field work, so to speak, and had and JC, you even sent us interns through USC that have become hired. The some of the best therapists are people that don't just have the book knowledge, and I in no way am knocking that, but also have had some of the practical experience because 
working the line is it can be can be different. And then knowing what they're getting into in terms of a pretty tough population, that's helped prepare them very well. So, um, uh, in fact, the one of the staff that was employee of the year, Sarah Mestis, and, you know, she was awarded that this past December. She had been on dorm B on the kids unit early on, you know, learning the ropes, then then becoming a senior, then going to graduate school, then becoming a therapist, now is back at head of service to an amazing clinical director, Billy Gingler. So, you know, put, put your time in that way. My advice for line staff, um, I think, is to learn to not take it too personally. When they put so much of themselves into these kids and then uh, maybe there's a blow up, the kid tries to engage in a power struggle, uh, there's some big major setback, it, it can sometimes be a challenge to not take it too personally. So I'll go back to what one of my first bosses in the field taught taught me. I, I guess like more year, it will date me. You don't even want to know how many years <laughs> that was way before Oak Grove. But she talked about how don't t- don't take it too personally when a child is not doing well, and don't too, take too much credit when when they are doing well. And I thought that you know that humbles you because you shouldn't. It's their work, um, but that's always helped me keep perspective. And then I think teaching and and some of them. Some of the staff do such a great job teaching the kids mindfulness, how to stay centered, DBT skills, some of the, the same thing for adults. You know, the more that when a kid is trying to engage in an argument that you can just stay very grounded, stay calm, not become reactionary and same advice for parents. Right. All of that is really good. And do not have to have the last word and avoid power struggles at all costs because nobody ever wins a power struggle. Wow. You know, and, and yeah, USC, uh, it's a, a, a few of our interns, quite a few that came through, uh, but you, you turned a couple of them into doctors. I don't know if you remember Dr. William Cohn, well, he's just doctor there, yeah, uh, cool. but he came through your program and a lot of others as well. You know, so tell me, sometimes trouble, trouble kids, they lash out at the staff, they lash out at their parents, they lash out at each other. How do how, how, how would you, how do you control that or how do you uh, go about selling that down? That's, that, it's hard because in the moment when they're rushing out, that's not really when they can, you know, be able to be rational. They're, you know, they're not going to, you're not going to be able to talk them out of it. Sometimes it begins by just providing safety and not reacting and trying to work with getting them back to baseline After that's happened, you can work on, you know, what we call needing to clean it up. If it's been a peer or a staff, maybe they're going to need to clean up what that interaction was to make amends, so to speak, to process through it. You have to be really careful, though, that you're not trying to do that processing when they're still in an escalated state because it will backfire. Um, I've seen some incredible work happen here. When, when staff were able to post-process very challenging, difficult situations with kids after they've, of course, been able to come down. Sometimes that's not, you know, even the same day. It, it will follow. Um, I think it's important to work on remembering that you may not agree with the behavior. The behavior can, in fact, actually be atrocious, but you're going to show love toward the child. So you can you can support the child without supporting the behavior and just being really clear with that. So that's part of what we need to keep in mind. And, and the same goes for parents. Yeah, so, you know, Old Grove is a pretty uh, diverse. And uh, we talked a, a little bit about diversity, equity, inclusion. And uh, uh, we're going to talk a, a lot more about that one in a couple of weeks. We're looking forward uh, to it. 
You know, so uh, what do you think some of the benefits of uh, diversity, equity, inclusion as it relates to organizations, as it relates to uh, your your company, Oak Grove, and the staff, and also the youth? Because it's it's important that that both the staff, youth, and everyone, parents, and everyone knows about the benefits of this. So what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on it is that you don't just give it lip service, you you role model it. And my thoughts are that um, I think I think kids need to see diversity um, around them, not just hear about it. I think it's really important that you have a diverse team to begin with and that if it's not as diverse as it should be, that we're working as employers about having it increasingly become more diverse. And I don't just mean the line staff. I need, need You need to see diversity on boards, on the management team, within the teaching staff. Um, and I think that as we show respect and a role model that it's easier for, for kids to do the same. I also think that as, uh, you know, as employers are, you know, having more training, it's helpful for for staff that may not even be aware that they've had some kind of issue of bias to become more aware of what an unconscious bias is. And then through, through that comes personal growth with, with the kids. I think you teach respect. Um, I, you know, we talk about racial uh, sensitivity and tolerance, which uh, I think is kind of a funny term. I mean, why don't we just talk about celebrating diversity and respecting different cultures and all those positive things sounds better than tolerating anything. Um, so I kind of, I kind of uh, take exception with some of the terminology. I think it can be a buzz buzzword DEI, DEI. You're hearing about DEI everywhere, but it, it's not something that you should just be having buzzwords about, but actually teaching, living, celebrating differences. That's part of what I love about the arts program is that you've got the inclusion of a lot of different um you know, uh, not only ethnicity, but age levels, uh, autism kids that have never been involved in anything because they've, you know, kind of been shunned. Uh, we had to uh, learn about more diversity when we expanded work with the LGBTQ population who, you know, are experiencing great levels of prejudice. So part of it is, um, is creating those opportunities for shared experiences because along with that comes shared respect. I always look uh, forward to a multicultural fair that we do every year. All cla- I think there's like 14, 15 different classes. And then we also include the, the classes, the five <laughs> classes at the ranch. But when, when we do multicultural fair, every class has picked a culture, studied the food, studied the dress, st- studied, um, you know, uh, things that are unique about that culture. And then we'll take the lower field and have all the different, you know, booth set up and every classroom is able to show the culture that they learned. And not only is that a really cool exercise, but it also has created greater awareness um, just about people groups in general, which I think is really um, helpful. And one of the things we stress is it's not just the differences, but let's look at all the things we have in common. Let's look at the celebra- uh, similarities. Let's celebrate the differences. And I think that goes a long way toward making your programs more um sensitive in ter- terms of d- diversity, equity, inclusion. Wow. You know, you, you, you hit it. <laughs> yeah. And then a couple other things, better decision-making, faster uh, problem solving, uh, how em- employment, uh, staff engagements, and et cetera. You know, yeah. we might take a station break, but Tammy, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about your culinary 
portion of it, the, the baker. I mean, just uh, a lot of things that uh, you have these uh, great uh, young men and young women in and, and uh, learning different skill sets. So if you want to be part of this conversation, one 2473 or go to the comments and just ask any question you want to remember. It's your life, and we'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello. Welcome back to It's Your Life. Uh, just having such a wonderful time uh, with Tammy Wilson. Uh, Thank CEO you, Jesse. It's always show. fun. <laughs> You know, it's just just absolutely wonderful, Tammy. Tammy, I want to talk about your your culinary creation programs uh, uh, that you, that you have at Oak Grove and and how uh, it's affecting some of the kids that are participating uh, in this in this. I, I call it arts, uh, but it's also skill. It's also gaining experiences. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? You're you're right, JC. It's 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 vocational arts, it's culinary arts, and and you know therefore we consider it part of the arts program. It's also part of the education program. It's a workability site as well as we are thankful to Bank of America for um, a grant that helps with some internships as well. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's in Old Town, in uh, right across the street from uh, the Temecula City Hall police station on the quarter of second and Mercedes and you have to go out and try it. And what is wonderful about it besides incredible coffee and wonderful desserts is that Robin McCoy, the uh, culinary director, executive pastry um, uh, chef and uh, culinary uh, culinary director, she not only does amazing with the staff, but does great work with the kids. And one of the more unique programs that they love and has been a big um, incentive for some of them to get on the type of phase that they can go and learn to work at uh, Culinary Creations is the Cookie of the Month program. So she works, you know how you'd have a rap sheet in a negative sense. 
She works with them on a lot of different things of a cool rap sheet about what kind of flavors they like, what their past experience has been like in the kitchen. And these youth are able to design a cookie that they that they create. The current one for January that I just had on Sunday, by the way, it's wonderful, is from one of the girls on the girls unit. And she loves German chocolate cake and she loves chocolate chip cookies. So she took that, kind of combined it together. And the cookie of the month currently is um, a German chocolate chip cookie. And it is just, it's really, really, really super cool. But what it allows for them to do is have creativity, learn that, you know, part of great uh, baking is is being able to create in the kitchen and having self-confidence with that. Not to mention the skills that they learn along the way. They're learning about customer service. One of the one of the kids that we have that is painfully, painfully shy has learned how to come out of her shell and that part of working in a shop is even if you're shy, you have to be able to be confident enough to, to interact with the customers and to take an order and, um, and that whole experience. So I think we're equipping them for the world of work. They, they enjoy it. Um, they have to learn you got to follow directions. you got to show up for work on time, all those kind of basics. But beyond that, as you know, in Temecula, hospitality is a growing tourism area. Uh, there's a shortage of labor around here in general. And so I'm excited about some of the kids that have graduated and then left. They've been able to find other jobs based on the experience that they've learned at culinary. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. But all that being said, our tagline for the shop is changing lives one dessert at a time. And boy, is it good dessert. So go down and try some. It, it is. It's absolutely extraordinary dessert. And uh, every time I'm, I'm back home in Temecula, you know, I always drop in. Uh, Good. And, uh, Perfect. You know, Simon, you mentioned something a, a second ago about Interact service, service. And I, I, that's going to put me directly into the Interact Club that's, that you have at uh, Oak Grove. And uh, I just think it's absolutely fantastic. First of all, can you tell uh, our viewers and our listeners who might not know what uh, Interact is and that it's uh, part of uh, Rotary in a sense? It is. And you and I are part of the Temecula Noon Rotary that we're proud to claim as our own and has got the distinction of winning all kinds of awards and is actually one of the larger ones. I'm also grateful to some of the other uh, Rotary clubs. Sunrise is supporting um, uh, our MIST program, Most Improved Student Tales of Transformation. Uh, Christie's part of New Gen. So, you know, we've, we've got a lot of Rotary support. I'm hopeful to have four of them be able to go to RILA this year. They've been filling out their applications. I'm going to hand them in tomorrow. So sh- shout out to the Rotarians that, that make that possible. It's an incredible experience, as you know. What, what Interact does is it provides, a, it provides a service club orientation at a high school level so that um, kids can be exposed to service, service above self, which is the motto, and, you know, we're enacting that in the clubs. We want youth to be able to start doing that at a high school level. And I'm really proud of Oak Grove because there's very, to my understanding, there's very, very few special ed schools that actually have interact clubs. So that's been something that we've been engaged in. I'm trying to replace you, which you're irreplaceable. You know, you, you were an amazing one. And shout out to Craig Davis. He he really was too. So we we... We would like somebody to kind of take that up this year. Um, we're doing a good job holding down the four, and, and Rilo will be energizing there. Um, but I'm not you, that's for sure. So um, 
They, uh, their one of their more recent projects was Veterans Day. They worked on an appreciation to vets that we have, you know, on staff and in the community, which was which was really sweet. And they've done some projects for seniors as well as uh, as youth. They did one of the classes also did a Toys for Tot that they that they um, raised some money through bake sales and then bought some uh, toys that they dropped off at the uh, fire station. Just really learning about being a, a humanitarian, being philanthropist, uh, and wanting to give back and to be grateful. So those are some of the attitudes and why it's such a great club. Wow. You know, so Tammy, just want to go back just a little bit because I was thinking about this one. Uh, what would you tell some of the parents out there? Because a lot of the kids that uh, I believe that ends up in Oak Group, the parent pretty much done gave up on. Uh, you cannot give up on your kid regardless of what, that's, what the situation yeah. is. Uh, what advice would you give to some of the parents who is having problems with their, child, their child uh, and, and just want to just push that to the side? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, one of my thoughts, we provide parenting training here, uh, call and find out when the next class is going to be, check out online. Some of that type of stuff is great. My my advice, though, is try to do some of those same things about trying to step back a little bit, trying to not take things too personally, checking out some some good therapy that you can you know get into to do some family counseling or support your child if they are in a treatment program and mainly know that it is slow. You know, you can think progress is not being made, but really it is. It's just like little tiny, tiny baby steps. And we need to celebrate those tiny successes, which all of a sudden you realize, wow, you know, a lot has actually been accomplished, but you may not see it right away. The seeds could be being sown before you actually, you know, see the flower come up. So to not, to not give up hope, to celebrate small successes, and then to, to really give the kid a pass on some of that past stuff. Don't bring up all the other past trauma, drama, the disagreements. Give them a fresh start. Try to invest in that. And again, don't work on you having to have the last word. All of that is, I think, helpful. Um, but really, really try to celebrate successes. We'll try to do things with kids that live here and get to the point that they're ready to start taking some passes with their parents. You know, we, we try to encourage go out to a fun activity that is neutral territory and just learn how to have fun again, because it's been so long that some of them have had just a positive experience. And it's why those are better without going back into the home situation when you're just practicing going out to dinner or to lunch or to mulligans or to the movies or wherever it may be. And just having that interaction be positive. And then let's end on a high note. And then we do some more good work, hard work, and then maybe go for a little bit longer of a time. But just like baby steps. Yeah, Tammy, we're down to about the last minute of the show. But how can people uh, get involved if they want to help out? How could they donate to your great program? And uh, can, can you tell them 30 seconds or less how they can do all of these type of things? 30 seconds? We'd like <laughs> okay, 45. You could, 45. <laughs> you, could, you could become an annual sponsor. You could help on an event. The next one up is Evening Under the Oaks. It's going to be at Brandywood on April 27th. We're looking for some people that can help with auction items or to support the event. We're looking for people that could help us at Rock the Oaks, which is in June, June 15th, the fundraiser for the arts program. We have a golf golf program and a chef open in August. So getting involved at that level really helps tremendously. You could help your uh, taste buds by signing up for cookie of the month. 
you'll, you know, get a baker's dozen, but you're also supporting that program. So many different ways to get involved. Call or email Christy P at oakgrovecenter.org or Tammy W at oakgrovecenter.org. And we are happy to put you to work with a variety of projects and just really appreciate you thinking about Ogro. The current really actually big project is that we're trying to add a playground at both the ranch campus in Paris, as well as the kids and autism program here off of Dorm B. So lots and a big shout out to the supporters who helped at the holidays. And JC, I'm sure I'm out of time. Did I cram enough in? I, I think you did. And I did tell me, it's like you got to always got to stand in uh, open invitations. Come on the James Cooley thank show. You. It's your life. And uh, thank you for taking the time to come on. I'd like to thank uh, Michelle, Dr. Michelle Cooley, for always putting together a great program. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listeners for taking the time to tune in to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your life. Always dream big, think big, and be big at everything you do. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for the James Cooley Show. It's your life. To learn more about Dr. James Cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life with Dr. James Cooley, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big in everything you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.